G'day everybody, welcome to the Community Is Our Middle Name podcast, proudly brought to you by Grampians Community Health. My name is Gareth Oliver. Great to be with you again for another episode. And this week I'm speaking with Sarah Carter from East Grampians Health Service, who is a breast care nurse, as uh, last month was Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So Sarah has been, as you'll hear in the podcast, been doing this gig for a few years now and is really passionate about uh, making sure that uh, that women especially go and get screened, get checked and check themselves out and make sure that they're safe and, and free of cancer. And if they do end up with breast cancer about you know, going and getting some help and getting treatment. I won't speak too much about it because uh, Sarah is, of course, the expert and uh, she does a great job getting her message across in this podcast. This is, of course, the Community is Our Name podcast, proudly brought to you by Grampians Community Health for you, your family, and most importantly, our community. This week, I'm joined on the Community Is Our Middle Name podcast by Sarah Carter, who is a breast care nurse at East Grampians Health Service in Ararat. Sarah, thank you so much for giving up some time to come on our podcast. Oh, thank you, Gareth. Thanks for having me. Not a problem at all. This is uh, it's taken us a couple of weeks to actually get this happening. So uh, through various various circumstances, but it's great to have you on because of October, of course, was Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Um, and we might actually start with talking about how you got into the to this role that you're doing now. Um, well, actually, I've been in this role for probably be 11 years now, Gareth. Um, the role originated um, from my predecessor, I guess. Um, originally, there were a few breast cancer nurses, government funded, um, and then the McGrath Foundation started up after Jane McGrath had breast cancer, which was diagnosed a second time, and um, and that's when they started getting a few more around, and the McGrath Foundation became. Um, a thing and um, yeah so there were a few around just government funded ones and so uh, my role was an original one and um, so I've just followed through so I'm actually employed through that East Grampians Health Service um, and so I wear that uniform whereas McGrath girls wear the pink uniform the McGrath Foundation uniform however we sort of work together quite well and because um, there's two girls down in, in Ballarat and one up in Horsham and because um, there's not a lot of us breast care nurses, we work together quite well and, and, and basically perform the same role. So you just said there's not a lot of breast care nurses in the in the region. Um, obviously, that that's something you'd want to see increased. I would imagine. Um, yeah, look, at, well, and going forward, I guess it, my role's two days a week, so it's um, not a huge role and it's not full time or anything. Um, and yeah, I guess. You know, I keep busy in that role. Um, and, yeah, other girls in other areas obviously are, you know, a bit more full-time like in Ballarat, you know, it's obviously a bigger centre and whatnot, so they've got a few nurses down there and are always very busy. Um, but, yeah, going forward, I guess, yeah, breast cancer is something that, you know, is increasing, unfortunately, in incidence, although the mortality is decreasing, which is a great thing. How did you actually become a breast care nurse? Sarah, what was what was the, the thing that drew you to the role? Um, I, th- I think it was, um, Gareth, it was advertised here 
And, yeah, I just thought that's something I think that interests me that I felt I could do and do well. And, yeah, I didn't have really any breast cancer experience, so I sort of commenced the role and did study as I went along. Um, I did a few courses actually and, um, yeah, so I was then qualified but sort of learnt on the job, I guess, too. It's a lot of sort of work experience really. Um, yeah, and you sort of do just add on your experience and your knowledge as you go, I guess. Being someone who works part-time, how many people are, do you reckon come maybe every week and, and, and see you and, and get checked out? Um, well, it's, I guess, would you like me to explain my role a little bit? Absolutely. Yeah, so I guess um, basically my role as a breast care nurse here at Ararat, these grandparents, is to um, provide support to a person who's diagnosed with breast cancer and their family. Um, usually that's a woman, however, it can be a man. So them and their families provide support, also provide education um, and act as a resource person, I guess, for them. Um, and so that can be a way of um, like the visiting them in the house, in the home, or they can come and see me me here at the community um, health centre here at Grampians Health Service. Or I find actually a really good medium is phone calls. Like you can talk to people in their own home, them in, in their own environment, and you can touch base quickly. Um, I find that's really good. But we also have a visiting oncologist, Craig Carden, come up from Ballarat once a fortnight. Um, and he he's up in the oncology um, up on the second floor here and where we do chemotherapy each um, week on a Wednesday. So he comes up once a fortnight and I so I usually have a breast clinic with him. So either I've got ladies that are going through cancer treatment that I can see while they're having chemotherapy or, or they're post-having um, treatment and he will review them, um, you know, going forward for, you know, many years, I guess, after they've had their treatment and I usually uh, sort of can touch base with them and see and visit like um, as he sees them, I can be in the room with him and, and you know, we can talk about, you know, any problems or anything or any concerns they've got, um, any more changes or anything they've um, got and, yeah, going forward that, that works quite well and he, you know, does do a breast check and so it's good having a female in the room as well at that time. Um, so breast cancer is obviously, you know, you mentioned the mortality rate has gone down, which is fantastic, but it's still the fifth biggest killer of women in Australia. Um, how aware do you think women and, and men, because, of course, men can get breast cancer, it's much rarer, but yeah. can occur. How aware do you think people are of what they should be looking for? I think that's a good question because I don't know if people are. I think they're aware that breast cancer is fairly common and it is the most common cancer affecting Australian women. Um, and just if you're interested in statistics, they're saying this year it's predicted in 2022 that there'll be 20,428 women and 212 men be diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, so that equates to about 57 people a day. Um, so I think, you know, people know that probably and it's the statistics are, you know, getting to one in seven now of women who will be over their lifetime diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, which I think some find scary, but I think we've got to put into perspective that why is incidence going up? Or we know that a risk factors for um, women being diagnosed with breast cancer is one, being a woman, and two, being their age. As we increase in age, we've got, you know, risk factors of, you know, we're getting lots of cancers and lots of illnesses and diseases and things. And so we know that, um, you know, those two factors, alone, age and being a female, increase our risk. 
but and that's why I suppose it you know it is becoming um the incidence is increasing but we're also getting onto it a lot earlier with through breast screen and mammograms and because our um if we if we go and have our two-yearly mammogram which I can get into a bit later you know and getting onto it very early before we even have any signs and symptoms or aware of them um the the actual um, reality of, of success of your treatment is um goes up for your survival rates so you talk about um uh, past a certain age, you're more likely to develop breast cancer. It's interesting. Uh, last week, I spoke with Kieran Ryan from Movember, and we talked about prostate cancer in men and how once you get, you know, over forty, you you need to go and get checked out. Is it what's the age for women to to really? Well, I, I guess all ages is probably you mm. know best time to check. But when yeah. does it become a higher risk? At what age? Yeah, look, um, Gareth, they say it from for breast screen, their target audience basically is from the age of 50 to 74. That's when they'll send out the two-yearly reminder to, um, you know, invite you to come and have your free um, mammogram through breast screen. Um, and they, they target that age range from that um, 50 to 74 because that's when over um, 75% of breast cancer is usually picked up in that age group. Um, however, you can actually have a mammogram from the age of 40 through... Um, breast screen every two years um, and over 74 too if you do wish that you know perhaps you should talk to your doctor whether you know you need to have that but it, it, you're quite entitled to have that but that sort of age group from 50 to 74 is their target age group because that is where the majority of breast cancer in that age group is picked up. So what should people be looking for um because we know that people can can do a bit of a test at home. They can sort of have a bit of a feel and check out themselves. Yeah, what they should be looking out for is, um, and I think for women we, we probably don't think about this much. You know, we don't stand in front of the mirror and obviously stand in front of the mirror topless, bra off and everything, and we don't look at our breasts sort of thing. You know, they're just sort of part of our, our appendage, I suppose, and um, we probably should be there actually doing that standing back in front of a mirror, lifting our arms up and down and just seeing how our breasts move, if, you know, one pulls to, you know, skin pulls to the side a bit or something. And basically we should be, you know, knowing the look and feel of our breasts is really important and that's probably the biggest message today is it's really important to regularly, if you're regularly looking at the look and feel of your breasts is when you'll notice when there's something different. Um, so what we're looking at is like if you've got a new lump or lumpiness and that's obviously what you can feel, um, and I'll go through that in a moment. But just when, what we're looking sort of for is a change in the um, size and shape of our breasts. It might be, you know, one compared to the other, especially if it's different. Um, a change in the nipple, um, such as crusting and ulcer, redness or inversion. And by inversion, I mean like the nipple is going sort of backwards in. And some people are born that way. But if it's a new thing, that's when you need to get it checked out. Um, a nipple discharge or a change in the skin of your breast, such as redness or dimpling, and and also another one, um, an unusual pain that doesn't go away. They're probably the top ones. Um, and the way you can, so that's looking sort of what you're looking for. Um, Feeling-wise, I guess I always say to people, you know, ideally you feel from your, your clavicle down to your breast strap under your breast and from your sternum and across and under your arm. And basically you feel, and it, look, it doesn't matter how you feel, it used to be do you do the lawnmower method upwards and backwards and, you know, or do you do circular motion? It, probably the message is don't, don't worry how you do it as long as you're doing it, as long as you're feeling. Um, and they say with the, the pad of your fingers, not the tip of your fingers, 
and just you know perhaps however way you want to do it but circular whatever slow you know like soft soft pressing and then a bit hard pressing and just so you know the feel of it I guess that you're going to then notice something is unusual or something's new because a lot of people do say to me that um you know but I've got lumpy breasts and things and that's where I guess it's important that yes well you've had them checked out and you know what those lumps feel like that if you're feeling regularly you'll notice oh that's not usually there or that's changed and so then you can go and get it checked out. So, Sarah, this is probably a silly question on my behalf, but is there a difference in the um, in the the signs and symptoms between men and women? Um, actually, I've never been asked that question, but no, I guess it's no. I guess probably it's the same. You know, obviously, it's less breast tissue, so it may not be as obvious. But um, it's um, you know, I guess feeling probably would be the biggest thing for men. Um, and often, if men have uh, have diagnosed breast cancer, it can be a uh, a link with, uh, you know, a genetic link with breast cancer with women or ovarian cancer. But um, I'd like to point out, though, too, that it's less than 10% of um, breast cancer diagnosis are actually familiar or genetic. So I think some people sometimes think, you know, they've said to me, oh, I'm diagnosed with breast cancer. I don't know why. It's not in my family. But it's worth realising that, you know, ten, less than 10% are actually are when it is in the family. It's um, often, you know, we don't know why, you know, environmental or age or whatever, why we actually do get breast cancer, unfortunately. So do you have people come in and when they're talking to you, say, you know, if a family member or whatever who do have that concern that perhaps mums had to have treatment for breast cancer? And you, do how many people do you have come in saying, I'm concerned that I might get it because because mum's had it, that they might think it's hereditary. Is that a common misconception? Um, I think I'd refer them to their doctor. And, look, it's usually if it's genetic, it's often too when in in women's cases, when it's um, breast cancer diagnosed at an early age, it's usually more likely to be genetic. Um, so, you know, sort of over 50, 60, it's more likely not to be genetic. So I'd refer them back to their doctor and, um, you know, and, and the doctor can refer them on to um, family planning and things where they can look at their family tree. If they have got a few other um, family members that are, you know, close sisters, mothers diagnosed with breast cancer and they're fairly young particularly, then um, they can all yeah, do a family tree and work out what's their incidence perhaps of um, as looking into getting genetic testing um, attended really. So someone's at home and they've, They've been having a look uh, after they've got out of the shower and noticed a few changes and had a bit of a feel and felt some irregularities, some some lumps. When is the best time for them to go speak to the GP or to go and have a mammogram? Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Gareth, because, um, yeah, I think a lot of people think, oh, I better book into breast screen. But it's actually really important to go straight in the first instance if you do find something you're concerned about to your GP. Because breast screen is wonderful and then they're a, but they're a screening, you know, um, organisation. So they're there to find breast cancer, usually if it's very small and it's, you know, you haven't felt, you didn't even know it's there basically. So it's a really early on screening tool. So, you know, they might be able to get the results back to you for a few weeks or something because they're not actually looking, looking for, you know, diagnosis as much as if you've, gosh, something that you're worried about, you should go and see a GP straight away because then they can send you off a diagnostic test like, you know, it might be mammogram and an ultrasound and things like or a biopsy and things. So that'll sort of get onto it straight away. 
Um, Sarah, what's the ease of availability for, for mammograms and, and breast screening in our part of the world? Yeah, look, it's pretty good. The closest um, breast screen we've got is in Ballarat or Horsham around here. Um, Hamilton, I think they've got a little pop-uppy one now or, you know, it's it's a newer one and, of course, warnable. So, yeah, look, from around here, I guess people probably tend to go to Ballarat. And it's, yeah, you just ring up. It's either the phone number's 13 20 50 or you can get on the breast screen website and, um, yeah, you just answer a few questions and that really and, um, yeah, you can book in. And I might put a link to the breast screen website in the show notes for anyone who's listening and wants to find out a little bit more. There's also the mobile bus that goes around every now and then, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Look, in NARAT, we um, we were managed to luckily get it for the first time last year because um, I think sort of historically because, you know, breast screen is only in our way, they sort of went to other areas where outlying areas where there wasn't sort of the ability to, you know, get down only an hour away to a breast screen. Um, but last year we were lucky to get it for the first time and I believe next year actually at the end of September they're coming up to our act, so um, so probably be for a week or two. So that'll be great for um, assist people, particularly who, you know, find it difficult driving and a long distance or, you know, to Ballarat. Um, so, yeah, that will be great. Yeah, even for people who live in one of the little communities around Ararat as well who uh, yeah. saves, the, saves the trip. I know um, having gone to Ballarat yesterday myself, it's much easier to go and get stuff done in Ararat than it is down there. Exactly, uh, yeah. So, so uh, what's, what's the process um, after they've had their screening and, and or they've been to the GP and they've found that there is something there? something that, that's yep. of concern what's the process from from there for anyone who has got one of those issues okay um i think firstly too it's it's good to recognize to, just to be aware that you know if you find something an unusual breast change don't be automatically alarmed because you know they say you know only one out of ten breast changes are actual breast cancer you know that can be something else so always get it checked out you know if in doubt check it out is my motto but um just be aware it's not always breast cancer so don't panic you know too too much um but yeah getting it checked out um the doctor obviously will have a feel and see what they think and they might send you for a mammogram ultrasound perhaps a breast biopsy um just to confirm what they're thinking and um, and then basically go from there and perhaps whether it be seeing a surgeon um, and and often, yeah, I guess surgery is a way, depending on, you know, a lot of circumstances with where the cancer is and how big it is, what type it is, da-da-da, it's, um, you know, it can be surgery or chemotherapy or surgery, then chemotherapy and then or it could be surgery, radiation therapy. So there's a few combinations there but... Um, yeah, so I guess and just probably taking one step at a time, don't sort of jump ahead of yourself, but just, you know, have the tests and just see what comes of it really is probably good advice. Yeah, and, and if you notice any irregularities, you're best to go to the GP straight away, aren't you, if, if you can get in? Definitely, yeah. Look, it's more important you get straight to the GP who yeah, can can send you for probably a more variety of tests straight up than um. Yeah, although breast screen is so good in that it can, you know, as I said earlier, pick up those um, those breast cancers that we don't even know, we can't feel ourselves or we don't, you know, have any symptoms of or anything. And, and that's where, you know, the beauty of breast screen is we, we can get onto it, uh, you know, at an early stage. And we know the earlier you get onto breast cancer treatment, then the higher the survival rate.
but always go to your GP if you've got any concerns. So you were saying before we started recording, Sarah, when we were off air, uh, uh, and I, I might have this wrong, but something like 50, only 50% of eligible people go and get screens or yeah, mammograms? I, I got onto breast screen um, two weeks ago when you mentioned about this podcast. And, um, yeah, I'll just read out, actually, if, uh, what Di said, their the program manager, that as a general rule for every um, 1,000 clients screen, 45 will be recalled for a further investigation of which six will have a positive diagnosis. So it's about 13,000 clients we see here each year in the Grandparents region. Um, they have about 80 in our region diagnosed with breast screen. Um, but And I think this is general too, Gareth, that, you know, since COVID, I think a lot of people have got out of the habit of their, you know, their second yearly or their checkups and things in a lot of their health. And I think that, you know, it's a big worry that people have perhaps got out of that habit or routine and are leaving their things like, well, lots of things probably, but but focusing on breast cancer, you know, their mammograms, they've sort of dropped them a bit and sort of need to get back into getting on that, you know, their the treadmill of it, I guess. Um, but, yeah, so they've got that um, pre, due to COVID, pre-COVID, yeah, 56.3% um, increasing. But so about half eligible people participating in breast screening, um, yeah, aren't, you know, there's only half of them are actually coming that are eligible. So, so pick it up, ladies. <laughs> yes, I was going to say, Sarah, how, how, do we, how do we do that? How do we get people to... To actually get out there and, and get screened, uh, you know, we're talking about breast cancer at the moment, but this could apply for a lot of things, as you mentioned before. But... Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that's right. I mean, and there's the bowel screening test every two years once you turn 50 and, you know, just making sure there are things nowadays that are government funded and whatnot that we can do to help ourselves, you know, as well as I guess this leads on to something else too, but what can we do to reduce the risk too of like any cancer or any disease and that too? And often it's, you know, comes down to food, food and nutrition, which we know eating a healthy, balanced diet reduces your risk of a lot of things. Um, moving our body, you know, 30 minutes a day if we can, you know, just to get that heart rate up and, and it's just good for our bodies. Our bodies are designed to be moving. Um, and we know too with regards to breast cancer and probably lots of other cancers and that drinking less alcohol um, the more you drink, the greater your risk and avoiding smoking or quitting smoking, you know, if you can, or cutting down at least, um, helps reduce your risk as well. I guess for a lot of us and for, you know, someone someone like myself who's uh, who's not getting any younger, we have to sort of look at our bodies a bit like how we'd look at our car. If, you, if your car's getting on a bit, you go in and get it serviced and get it checked out. We need to start doing that for our, our bodies, don't we? Yeah, exactly. I think we, and we need to do that, like take responsibility, I think, too, for our own health to a degree. You know, unfortunately, some of us um, do have, have you know, things that will crop up and it's through no fault of our own or anything, but there are things we can do to help try and prevent or, you know, alleviate some, I guess, um, seriousness of some diseases and that. And so, yeah, it is by being, like in this case, breast aware and going and having your mammograms every two years from the age of 50 and, you know, trying to eat if you can, a, a good diet and being aware of your, your body and what movement you're doing, what exercise you're doing and, you know, perhaps trying to limit alcohol and, you know, avoid smoking if you can. Yeah, there's plenty of things that we can be doing. And like you mentioned as well, exercise is, is fantastic for our mental health as well as our physical health. So um, really, really good thing to be getting out and doing. What's what's the best part for you? And this might sound a bit weird 
this question and if it is let me know but what's the best part for you about about your job um i think actually it's funny yeah some people do say oh you poor thing that'd be a horrible job um but i actually find i guess breast cancer being that the survival rates are really quite high and you know remembering australia has some of the breast cancer the best breast cancer survival rates in the world um as far as breast cancer um concerned it's you know most the majority and unfortunately some do still do die of breast cancer but majority do go on to survive and live you know wonderful healthy lives and so it's lovely being I guess part of that you know and I guess for me you do sometimes see them at their worst either when they're diagnosed and they're not sure what the future holds for them or you know going through treatment and their you know chemotherapy or something and they've you know, they get to their wits end and they've had enough and everything but you know and you see them come out the other side but it's nice to be there to be able to provide I guess some support for them when they're going through their cancer um I don't like journey but when they're going through the cancer you know treatment and things and yeah so it is it is good it's actually quite rewarding in that way that it is it's nice you know and you get to know these people quite well particularly over the years and I'm seeing them with Craig Card with his clinics and that and you see the hair grow back over the years you see them doing really well and you know they get back to a normalcy in their life you know and, and you think oh well you know it might have been that chemotherapy that they hated at the time or didn't love at the time but you know it's got them through where they are now and yeah they're going on to live a fulfilling life. Sarah before we um we wrap this podcast up. Is there any final message you'd like to get out to anyone listening? I think I've pretty well covered it. Just, yeah, please remember to be breast aware. Just know the normal look and feel of your breasts and and really going for your mammograms, you know, every two years from the age of 50, remembering that, I guess, that, you know, and perhaps watching what you eat and, you know, it's like we should be doing with everything, watching what we eat and drink and, um, and you know, moving to, our bodies as well you know I guess it's the best thing and 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 just trying to do a little bit to help ourselves um, because sometimes unfortunately things happen to us and we don't always you know we may have eaten everything right and done everything right and it's still you know we get cancer or something but if we at least I guess try to do what we can then um, you've done the best you can haven't you yeah yeah couldn't agree more Sarah, I really appreciate you giving up some time. I realise you're, you're quite busy and, um, like I said, only work part-time and you've given a bit of time to me to have a chat on this podcast. So thank you very much for coming on our podcast. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you very much, Gareth. It's um, been, yeah, it's good. And I just hope people get the message out there, you know, just to be a bit more aware of their bodies. Thanks again, Sarah, for coming on the podcast. Sarah Card, of course, breast care nurse at East Grampians Health Service. And the Breast Green Victoria phone number, I'll give you that once again, 132050. That's 132050 for Breast Screen Victoria. And uh, I'll put a link to the Breast Screen website in the show notes. This has been The Community Is Our Middle Name podcast, proudly brought to you by Grampians Community Health. Grampians Community Health offers a wide range of services right across Western Victoria, servicing the following local government areas. Northern Grampian Shire, Arrett Rural City, Horsham Rural City, West Wimmera Shire, Hindmar Shire, Yarriambiak Shire, Bull Oak Shire, Southern Grampian Shire, Pyrenees Shire and Central Goldfields Shire regions. Services available from Grampians Community Health include alcohol and other drug support, carer support, family violence support, 
aged care and NDIS assistance, including home care, case management and NDIS support coordination and plan management, mental health services, counselling across a wide range of sectors and a hell of a lot more. For more information, go to our website, which is gch.org.au and that will have a list of every single service that we provide right across this region that we provide service to, which is a big region, as you just heard, from the South Australian border right across to the to the centre of the state almost. It's a pretty big area. You can follow Grand Prince Community Health on social media. So facebook.com slash Grand Prince Community Health or search Grand Prince Community Health on there and you'll find us. We're on Twitter and Instagram as well at GCH Grampians is our handle on both of those. And you can also listen to GCH uh, and then view GCH on YouTube. So we have a YouTube channel too there. Just search for Grand Prince Community Health as well. Speaking of listening... You can listen to this podcast on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Podbean, anywhere good podcasts are found. Like and subscribe to the podcast and uh, never miss an episode. And if you do subscribe on Apple Podcasts, I would love it if you left a review. Helps people find the show. Helps us spread our message a little bit uh, easier. Gets it out a bit quicker. The intro and outro music is an original composition performed by Andrew Parsons, and we use that with his permission, and we thank him very much for that. And this podcast was recorded and produced on the traditional lands of the Jabberwung people, and we pay respects to elders past, present, and emerging, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal people. My name's Gareth Oliver. I hope you guys learned something, and I hope you got something out of this. And if you are in that age group where breast cancer could be an issue, don't hesitate to go and get screened. If there's a screening centre near you, or jump onto that website, uh, onto the breast care website, or ring that number up, 132050, Breast Screen Victoria. Get checked out. Better to be safe than sorry. And um, we really we want numbers to uh, to continue to decline of, of the mortality rate. So said it's it's the biggest cancer that affects women in australia and the fifth biggest killer of all in australia of women as well so something we really need to be on top of my name is gareth Oliver. i really hope you enjoyed this podcast i'll be back again shortly with another episode of the community is a middle name podcast and that is brought to you by grampians community health we're here for you your family and our community so long <laughs>